What's up, everybody? This is From the Grave to Grace podcast, where we will be digging into the Bible and looking at building our relationship with Christ. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, what is up, everybody? This is Tim. Welcome to From the Grave to Grace podcast. We are moving right along. We are so thankful for those who have been listening. Uh, This is actually episode 19, um, and we have had some pretty dedicated listeners, um, and we just hope and pray that seeds have been planted uh, and that the word gets out and that more and more people may listen to this and and may get something out of it uh, for... uh, to better the kingdom of God. And we, we just hope and pray that it will reach more and more people every week. And we are so thankful for those that are listening. And we're excited to keep trucking right along. Um, today I want to talk about something that it's more of a conviction than um, a feel-good story. It's a, it's a conviction that all of us need to feel and all of us need to understand and all of us need to put into action because it's vital. It's vital for the kingdom that we take what I'm going to talk about today and further our lives and our walk with Christ and, you know, try to reach others for the cause of Christ because this world is dying. And as my mama would say, it's going to hell in a handbasket. There is so much sin surrounding us and and the willingness to sin and those who hate those who say, you can't do this because it's against the Bible. And, uh, you know, people just... We're living in, in Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, if you go back to the, the scriptures and read the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, God destroyed those cities because of the amount of sin and the, the willfulness of sin and the desire for sin um, in those cities. Um, and, and that's where we're living today. So I want to talk about something today, and I just hope and pray that you will take it and you will learn from it and you will step out of your comfort zone and move the kingdom forward with what I'm going to talk about today. So I'm going to say a prayer and ask the Lord's blessing on the episode, and then we'll get right into it. Heavenly Father, I pray that what I say, God, just moves the hearts of those listening. I pray it moves the heart of me, God. You know, I'm not the perfect example of a Christian God. I say things I shouldn't, I think things I shouldn't, I do things I shouldn't, as do all of us, God. And we fail you daily, and we pray that we just remember the love that you showed for us on the cross that day and continue to love us no matter what we do, no matter where we go wrong, no matter how many times we turn our back on you. You are right there, ready to receive us back. And we pray, we pray, we pray that you will let us learn that love we pray that you will teach us to step out of our comfort zones and be the disciples that you call us to be to make the disciples that you call us to make i pray you bless this episode god and that somebody including myself will get something out of it god and i pray you bless my words and i hope they come across the way they should god i pray you'll bless that for me and it's in your heavenly name i pray amen so I've been I've been struggling with this thought. I don't even want to say struggling. I've been burdened with this thought 
and I've known for a little while now this is what I wanted to talk about because, like I said, it's a conviction, and it's something I've been convicted of, and it's something I struggle with, and I was talking to Chris about it yesterday or the day before one, and I actually spoke with my wife about it today, and oddly enough, I hadn't brought it before my wife until, you know, a few hours ago, and when she did her Bible study first thing this morning, hours before we talked about it, this is what her Bible study was about. Um, so it's just funny how God works in those ways, and um, I just uh, hope somebody can get something out of this, and I hope I can stop saying the word uh so much, because I feel like half of these episodes I've been going uh, 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 so if you will look past that, because I'm liable to do it again and again, so uh, let's jump right into it, see, I said it again, let's jump right into it, um, and, uh, and try to learn something today. I really want to talk about something that's been on my heart. I sat here in my room for the last 30 or 40 minutes and I tried to write notes and I tried to think of the things I'm going to say and I threw them in the trash because I know the message that God has given me to give y'all and I'm just going to speak from the heart and hope that I understand it and, and you all understand it as well. And I want to talk today about, this is kind of a two-parter. So, so the first part is Christians give Christians a bad name. Christians give Christians a bad name. And I'm not just talking about, if I were to write that on a sheet of paper, the first Christians would be in quotations. The so-called Christians give Christians a bad name. I'm not even talking about just them. Because yes, they do give Christians a bad name. But Christians, Christians give Christians a bad name. And here's why. How, how hard is it for us as believers in Christ when we feel somebody has done us wrong to forgive them? Sometimes it's not easy, right? Or if we know somebody is living in sin willfully and, and like I said in the Sodom and Gomorrah days, that's where we are. Let's let's just use I feel like this is the topic, you know, that everybody uses, but homosexuality. Let's just let's talk about that for a second because there are Christian Christians, people who are believers in Christ, people who have a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, who when they see somebody who's homosexual in their church, they turn their nose up at them and say, "Why are they here?" And I have seen this. I have heard this from the mouths of Christians. Here we have somebody who's living in sin. Somebody who is committing a sin that they know is a sin because they've read their scripture. They're in church, for goodness sakes, trying to better themselves, trying to be in God's house, trying to learn about Christ. And who knows, they may be trying to repent from that sin. Like a smoker is trying to wean off the cigarettes. And they walk in the doors and the Christians turn their nose up and say, Why are you here? Why is there a woman in here who's dressed like a man? Why is there a man in here who's dressed and acting like a woman? They need to get out. I've seen it. I've heard it. Now here's why Christians give Christians a bad name. Christians are called to be Christ-like. 
do you honestly believe if Jesus Christ himself was standing on that pulpit and he was giving us a message and he was saying, love everybody. I am loved, therefore you should be loved. Let my love shine through you. And in the back doors watch walk a drug addict, a homosexual, and a murderer. You cannot argue with me that Jesus Christ would say, there is room on this front row. Come sit down, please. I love you. I want you here. This is where you need to be. Come let me show you how much I care for you. I died for you. You can't tell me that Jesus Christ would not welcome them with open arms and say, thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being in my presence. Thank you for letting my spirit speak to you. So why are we and who are we to turn our noses at those who walk through the door who have flaws, who are living in sin, who have addictions, who have made mistakes? Who are we to turn our noses at them? Are we not supposed to be Christ-like? You know, I, I think about... Um, you know, those people that are, are living in sin that the church has turned their nose up at. And, and I think about David. I think about King David. And everybody knows the story of King David. Short version, King David walks out on his balcony, looks down. He sees a naked woman on a rooftop bathing. And he lusts after her. And he calls for her. And he brings her to his house. And they go to bed together. That's a sin. Not only that. David impregnates this woman. Out of marriage, sin. Her husband is at war for David. David calls Uriah. Calls him back. Lets him stay at his house. Lets him, or tries to let him be with his wife. So that everybody may think, well, maybe it's, it's going to be his baby. Everybody's going to think it's his baby, not mine. Then I won't have anything to worry about. Sin. Uriah refused to be with his wife and went back, or excuse me, he refused to be with his wife until all his other men could be with their wives. He refused. David then knew he had a problem because Uriah would not lay with his wife. Therefore, nobody would think it was his baby. So instead of doing the right thing, he makes yet another mistake and he sends Uriah to the front lines and gets him killed. You know, the surmountable amount of sin that David committed. And yet, Christ still showed him love. He forgave him. David is referred to in scripture as a man after God's own heart. Well, what would we know or, or hear or, you know, what kind of example would David be if God turned his nose up at him and said, Be gone. I don't want anything to do with you. I can't believe you did that. You're out of here, buddy. And that was the end of the story. Because Christ lived and died. God loves us all the same. Christ died for all of us the same. Christ didn't just die for those who accept his gift. These are the only ones in my club. Yes, those that have accepted his gift will be the only ones who enter the eternal gates of heaven. That's true. But that doesn't mean that God loves us more than he loves the sinner, 
more than he loves the atheist, the homosexual, the alcoholic, the drug addict, the murderer, the rapist. He does not love the Christian more than he loves them. So who are we to pick and choose who we love because of the mistakes somebody has made? A friend of mine, a, a, a former co-worker of mine, is 110% against religion. And I've had many, many conversations with him. Let me back up. Let me not refer to it as religion. He's against religion, but I'm a Christian. I'm not part of a religion. I have a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. It is a one-on-one relationship that I have with Christ. I don't define myself as in a religion. However, he he is against Christianity. He's against the Bible. He's against God's love. He's against all of it. He's very outspoken about it. He's in support of homosexuality. He's in support of all those sinful things that go on in this world because he doesn't know Christ. He sent me a message months ago, and I told Chris about it. He sent me a message months ago, and he apologized for downing my my faith and dissing, quote-unquote, the word that he used, my God. He called him my God. Not just God, he said, I'm sorry for dissing your God. He said, but every other Christian I've had in contact with has not shown the same respect and talked to the way that you talk. And it's astounding because when he said, I've known Christians who acted hatefully towards me and towards these things that I care about, and they've shunned me and they've turned their backs on me. That completely turned my friend away from the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. He doesn't want anything to do with it. He hates it. He despises it. And when he sent me that message that day and said, you are the only one who has really shown any type of respect and and told me these certain things and and not belittled me because of what I believe. We have to stand firm in our faith, yes, but we also have to love those who are not in a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, no matter their situation. Because all too many times we turn our nose up at people and we turn our back on people because of their, their, you know, whatever, like I said, their sin, their sexual orientation, whatever. We've completely turned our backs on those people. And that's not showing the love of Christ. Where do they see Christ's love in us? All they see is hatefulness and and rude people who say they quote-unquote love Jesus. And it's hard to argue with that. It's hard to argue with that. It's hard to say, well, you know, they just don't understand or, you know, they're, they're young in their faith. It doesn't matter. If we're wearing the name of Christ, which we are, what kind of example does it give for all of the Christians for one Christian to say, please leave. I don't even want you here. Like, you've got a rainbow shirt on in support of Gay Pride Month. Get out of this church. We don't want you here. What kind of example does that set for all Christians across the world? There was a pastor, his name is Carl Lentz. He was the pastor of Hillsong, New York, a mega church, a very big church. He had a very big platform, and he gave a lot of really, really great sermons. Now, 
Since then, he's made a lot of mistakes. He's committed adultery. He's been kicked out of the church. But here's one thing I know. Christ loves him the same as he did the day since he was... Excuse me. Christ loves him the same now as he did five years ago when he was on fire for God and he wasn't committing those sins and he was loving his family and he was studying his word. Christ's love did not diminish when he made those mistakes. But that's not the reason I brought him up. That is a good example. It's not the reason I brought him up. The reason I brought him up is because he made a very good point one day. He said he was ushering people into the front church, into the front doors of the church. You know, welcoming them as the pastor does. Sitting at the front door. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for coming. And he saw a man sitting on the curb outside the church. They're in New York City. Big place. He sees a man sitting outside on the, on the curb drinking beer. He walks up to that man. He says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm the pastor here at this church. I'd love for you to come in and, and listen to, you know, the words God has for us today and worship with us. The man said, I'm not going in there. Pastor Lentz continued. He said, you know, God called me to come out here and talk to you. I'd really love for you to come into the church. Just if you don't like it, you can leave. And the guy said, I'm not going anywhere without my beer. Pastor Lynn stood him up and said, bring your beer. I've got a spot for you on the front row. You can have your beer. God's inside and he's waiting for you to come in and he's waiting for you to open your heart to him. And and we want you here because we love you. That right there is what all Christians should strive to be like. We should not care what sins somebody has committed. Have we not also sinned? Have we not lied? Have we not lusted in our hearts? Have we not cheated? Have we not cursed somebody? Have we not turned our backs on God multiple times? Sure we have. Who are we to judge somebody based on their actions or their sin? Like their sin is greater than our sin. Because it's not. It's convicting because not only have I seen other Christians do it, but I myself can think of a time that I've done it. Or I've turned my nose up and said, wow, seriously? Why are they even here? They don't care. They don't want to be here. They're here to put on a show. Who am I? Why are we not urging those living in sin and those struggling with addictions and pain? Why are we not urging them to enter the church with us and guide them to the saving grace that is Jesus Christ? Case in point, Christians give Christians a bad name. If we're going to wear the name of Jesus Christ, which again, you are, show love, show respect, show Jesus' love. Because if Jesus looked at us like we look at some of these sinners... Some of these people we don't think should be in the church. Some of these people who we just don't know. If Christ looked at us and treated us the way we treated them, nobody would be in heaven. There's not one soul that could make it to the kingdom of heaven if Christ was to look at us like we look at them. Switch up the narrative. 
if we're wearing the name of Christ, why aren't we acting like Christ? The second part will be much shorter because I basically summed it up in the first part on accident. But the second part that I was going to say was Christians give Christ a bad name. You know, unbelievers, some unbelievers know the scripture. The Bible even says Satan knows the scripture better than we do. Some unbelievers know the scripture. They just choose not to believe it. And they know that Christians are a reflection of Christ. At that point, when they see a Christian act like I've been talking about, it doesn't matter what the Bible says. They're going to say, well, if they're acting Christ-like, I sure don't want anything to do with that Christ. If they're acting like Jesus would, I sure don't want to meet him. It's not only us, you know, it's not only ourselves that we make look bad. We're disgracing the name of Jesus Christ when we wear it on our backs. And we treat people with hate. And we judge them. And we decide whether or not they should enter the kingdom of heaven. Because when, no matter if you believe it or not, when you look at a person who walks through the doors of the church and you say, I don't think this is the place for you. You know, you're living in this sin. The Bible says that's a sin. I, I don't I don't think you need to be here. Our church isn't going to be known for having your type of people in here. And I think it's time for you to go. You could be the turning point in that person's life to where they completely harden their heart towards Jesus Christ and they spend an eternity in hell, separated from Jesus. So instead of judging and instead of treating people like we feel like they should be treated why don't we treat them like Jesus Christ treats us because that's how he would treat them as Jesus was marching the the cross up to Mount Calvary not only had he been beaten into within a half inch of his life but as he was walking up to Mount Calvary to be crucified to be the sacrificial lamb for our sins people were spitting in his face in my opinion somebody spitting in your face is one of the lowest forms of disrespect excuse me one of the highest forms of disrespect that can be issued and as he's carrying this cross after he's been beaten within a half inch of his life For you, might I add, all these people spitting in his face, cursing him, yelling at him, all these perfect Christians we have living nowadays, which there are none of, but all of these holier-than-thou Christians, people, even people who are devout Christians that have a really, really deep relationship with Jesus Christ, God loves those who spat in his face just as much as he loves that Christian. I issue a challenge to the Christian today because we all do it. Every one of us. It doesn't matter 
what sins somebody's committing. It doesn't matter what they've done. Doesn't matter where they are. Doesn't matter where they've been. Doesn't matter what they've done to you. Our job as a Christian is to be Christ-like and to show the same love that Christ showed us on that cross to those who spit in our face. I'm going to say a prayer and I'm going to close this out. Heavenly Father, I pray that the words I spoke came across clearly. I pray that you will open our hearts to a, a new attitude and a new way to look at those who aren't within the saving grace confines of your love. We pray that you will bless us as we go throughout our days. We pray that if an opportunity shows itself, that we would be bold enough in the word to speak your truth and show your love no matter what that person is done or is going to do or believes or their sexual orientation. God, you love them the same as us, and we pray that you will remind us of that daily. Bless us as we go throughout our week. We thank you for your love and your kindness and the fact that you sent your only son to die on a cross for our sins because you loved us that much. Thank you, God, for bridging the gap between life and death. We pray all this in your precious and holy and beautiful and all-loving name. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us on From the Grave to Grace. We'll see you next week.